Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Randy. And my name is Randy. Would you like to see a magic trick? Oh, okay. Randy's going straight for it. Come on then, Randy. Show me a magic trick. There they all go. Hey, that was truly magical. Thank you for bringing that in. That's okay. I'm just going to go collect these. Yeah, that's okay. I'll get them later. That's fine. That's the magic trick. They'll reappear in my hand in three, two... One. Wow. Magic. Absolutely incredible. Uh, We love creating magic here at Gearbox Studios, Mm -hmm. and uh, we want to thank you for joining us on the podcast this week. The third Randy, uh, he has holiday plots. He has holiday plots. So he's having a lovely time on holiday, or we hope he's having a lovely time on holiday anyway, but he is not present. If you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, you are missing a visual treat. In fact, I'm not even sure if you can hear us because the shirts are so loud. Uh, We are, of course, adorned in our... Randy Pitchford drip actual, that Ashton won. Yeah, actual Randy Pitchford shirt. An auction. Uh, that he has worn, famous. He has actually worn. But we don't know when we, he's We're worn not sure. Them. We want you to try and track down where and when these shirts were worn. Give us a bit of a rundown. What's going on with your so shirt? Mine is like a blue shirt that is got, I don't even know how to describe, a really like big pattern on it. It's got white. It's like, grandma's sofa. Yeah, and then it's got like a embroidered bit on the back between my shoulder blades. Yeah. Uh, th- show you want to show? Show the embroidered. Uh, to to move to the ref- right or left a little bit. There we are. Now you can see it. Yeah, just there. See, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, four hundred dollars. Four hundred dollars for that or- one. £6.50. Or £6.50 if you're Ashton Matthews yeah. and you take the piss a little bit. Mm-hmm. Which we're not because we're both Randy Pitchford today. Yeah. I've got I'm I'm thinking this one might be a little bit easier to track down because it's a bit yeah. more it's a bit brighter. This yeah. is white. It's got lots of weird patterns on it. Interestingly, the the reason he has his, his sleeves rolled up so much is that he wants to show off the custom Embroidery. interior cuff pattern yeah. because the the pattern there that looks like sort of kiwi fruits that have gone it off look like kiwi fruits. is not on the outside no. that's a pattern you can only see if you turn it inside out mine's not got an interesting of a pattern on my innards. you got you got a little I got like one you got a stripe. line yeah you know go faster stop. do i have a pattern on the back of mine you do you have an embroidered bit on your shoulder but it's not centered no, is it it's on the right hand side oh the left yeah. hand shoulder. these are also really unflattering shirts they're sort of billowy yeah uh Where's my pattern? Oh, here. 
there. Here, it's on my side. right It's like shoulder. the same pattern that's on the shirt, but it's embroidered properly. It's really weird that it's not central. I mean, yeah. we're not fashion experts. Randy Pitchford is, mm. uh, so he would know. Yeah. But it's an honor and a privilege to be a Randy today. In fact, this morning before um, I came in today, I left a USB stick full of porn at a McDonald's. Nice. So just sort of keeping up the... Tradition. Keeping up the tradition, we've got our signed copy of Duke Nukem Forever. Thank you to our friend Pat, who used to work for Gearbox, who, mm -hmm. who secured this. It is actually signed, signed by Randy we Pitchford. Signed it, uh, we signed it, yeah, and then sent it to Pitchford. us. Uh, but it's got the team signature on it, including Randy. So mm -hmm. I feel like that should be on the desk. It's an exciting time. It is. This is, strictly speaking, our Halloween episode, even it though it's not really spooky themed at all. But it does happen to be the last podcast episode before Halloween. It does. And that's why we're, we're dressed as Randy Pitchford. That's why we're dressed as Randy Pitchford. I feel like, have we moved further up? There we are. So the, the spacing on the screen had gone all weird then, but it's it, maybe it's just the power of the shirts. Mm, and they're just drawn being, together. My mind is being warped by it. Yeah. Well, each and every week, Ashton, I mean, Randy, we're sponsored by a very real video game adjacent sponsor that helps us keep the lights on here in the studio. Can you see Dead Island to the spider? No. Anywhere. I can't. I don't know if that's one in the top corner where, where Dead Island 2 likes to hang out. It's like Up a there. smaller one than Dead Island 2 I could was. Go and, I'll go and have a look. Yeah, Randy, go have a look. Randy will go and Randy investigates. Randy investigates spiders. And confirm that is a spider. Okay. And it's alive. Dead Island 2, he's, he's back. Took a week off. Took a week off. And he's back Can again. confirm that that is Dead Island 2, the spider. Yeah. He's alive and he's there. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, that's that's very exciting. Would you like to know what the sponsor this yes, week is? Yes, Randy. What sponsor is it? This week we're sponsored by the Randy Pitchford Fall Range, uh, which we're modeling mm -hmm. today. Uh, shirt prices start at $400, uh, USD that is, and uh, you can get them from the internet. They look great. You feel powerful in them and they really do nothing for your figure, but you do have to roll up the sleeves like this. Yeah. They do come with a USB stick. Yeah. Um, and that's really exciting. And that's available now at randypitchfordshirts.com. Cool. We could get some more <laughs> if we wanted. Yeah, well, as Randy Pitchfords, we actually have plenty of these shirts. That's so true, we, don't, we do have plenty. We don't need any more of these. Uh, it's also not true. Oh. While he does like to wear these shirts, a lot of them mm -hmm. for some reason, um, they are not available as part of a specific Randy Pitchford range. Although if you could get one that had like his face all over it, Oh, I'd probably that get would be that. Good, yeah. That would be a good one. I'd like that. Uh, no. Would you? Would mm. you like it? I think for the novelty of laughing about it. Yes. Yeah. Looking but, at it and then putting it in the bottom of your drawers. But going to the shops, no. No. I wouldn't go to the shops in it. It's not a real sponsor, as you may have surmised. We are in fact sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, where for as little as one dollar per month you could submit questions to this podcast and there's loads of other tiers available and loads of other uh, goodies and rewards so go check it out please if you have the time if you would be so kind it's time for question one it is this question comes from Elliot Reed. hey BAP I think you mean Rrr. hey Randy's hey Rrr. Um, just started playing Persona 5 Royal like every other Game Pass subscriber really enjoying it so far except to when a certain cat slash not cat question mark shouts the words of praise you're so gorgeous panther it makes me cringe and be glad that no one else is around to hear it. Are there any games you have enjoyed that... So, uh, the, uh, huh. Are there any games you've enjoyed but it's something that's made you cringe about it? Mm. 
Thank you, Elliot. Good Thank question. Thank you, Elliot. Good question. I mean, it's normally the dialogue, isn't it, in a lot of these games. It's mm. like, what weird dialogue can they put in that makes you go, oh, it's not funny anymore? Yeah. And um, what games are really good at doing that? Gearbox games, specifically Borderlands. Oh. Uh, slash Wonderlands. Wonderlands uh, had a lot of cringe moments, mm. and Borderlands 3 also had a lot of moments where it was a bit like, oh, I see what you've tried to do there, but it's just not quite slapped. Mm. It's just not quite slapped, uh, Randy. <laughs> they need to level this up their, their slapping. Slap Randy, as they say. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. And also, more recently, Saints Row has a lot of like uh, dialogue in it where you're just kind of willing them to stop talking because yes. the more they talk, the more you're like, Hey guys, yeah. I don't care what you have to say, and also everything you're saying is making me wince. I don't know what it is about games developed during COVID nineteen, but everybody just got really insufferable yeah. in video games. Everyone I, just sort of leveled up their mm. uh, their their insufferability. I think it's because of the like world of internet speak became a lot more kind of like day to day during the pandemic because everyone was like watching loads of videos and mm. like TikTok kind of got massive and really, really popular. And, uh, you know, everything was online. So everyone was kind of chronically online for like two years. And I think unfortunately during those two years when games were being made, they were like, huh, TikTok is really funny right now. We should just take what's being done in TikTok right now and like put it in our games. Mm. But little do most uh, game developers know who are like me, Randy Pitchford, in my 40s slash 50s. And like me, Randy Pitchford, in my 40s slash 50s. Um, they don't understand that things on the internet go from being funny one minute to being completely cringe. And especially on minute. TikTok, right? The, yeah. the trends last days sometimes. This, the, yeah, the fact minutes. that berries and cream was enjoyable for more than a month is shocking yes really exactly so these things are funny for like a little bit but so quickly become like ugh, you're still on that cringe you know for a fact that in borderlands 4 claptrap is gonna go berries and cream berries absolutely and cream. i'm a little robot who likes berries, berries and, and cream, cream and the whole bus will clap yeah and I, Randy Pitchford, well, I I demanded that that goes in there. Yeah, it was actually Randy Personally. Pitchford's idea. Mm. Um, yeah, I just think that's the issue with the, the pandemic-made games is that, like, they're just so chronically online energy and it's like, no, most of us don't like that. We don't think it's funny. So, mm. yeah, there is a lot of dialogue choices in a lot of more recent games that just don't, just don't hit with a lot of the jokes. I can't wait for land. you to play New Tales from the Borderlands. Uh, I'm not going I, to. I watched, why? I watched the first hour of your stream the other day and <sighs> I was like, do you know what? Why don't you want to play good. it? That's weird because you're Randy Pitchford. So yeah, you that's thought true. You I've, already, I've actually already played it. Oh, ah, okay. Well, that's fine. I played it in development. And so. it's so funny, right? <laughs> the dialogue, so it's relatable as how characters not annoying no. that's the one thing that They're i would all say based on me randy Pitchford. it's incredible how unannoying the characters mm -hmm. are in new, really taking how not annoying the characters are to new heights mm -hmm. in new tales from the mm -hmm. borderlands uh, i feel a similar way but basically about almost every jrpg i play including <laughs> okay. persona which is one of my favorite series and i've sort of in the same way you get desensitized to an extent to violence in games after a while um i've sort of been desensitized to just kind of like the general perviness of JRPGs a lot of the time, just because they're, even when it's localized, 
I don't think the localization teams can really do much to change the original intent, which is usually, oh, a girl. <laughs> and there's a lot of that in Persona 5 Royal, particularly from uh, the cat slash not cat that Elliot's referring to towards the female uh, character. And I know they're all of like school age, mm. but it's sort of, it's never handled in in sort of, it's handled in a very over the top sort of anime way, mm. which is a longstanding trope. And I get that, but it doesn't make it any easier to hear whenever it happens. Uh, just because it is, the word cringe, it gets thrown around a lot, but I feel like that is, yeah. it's real. It's some real, it makes me just sort of, oh, why are you talking like that? <laughs> why are, you, why are you behaving like that? The boy's all trying to sneak into the, the girl's private, uh, like, sauna bathhouse bit that happens in persona 4 i think a couple of times mm. and uh and they get caught and then the girls beat the crap out of them and it, again it is it's very much a trope you see it in a lot of japanese products especially yeah. animes jrpgs that kind of stuff so it's not like there's one game in particular that's a particular you know an, an egregious offender necessarily but it doesn't mean that it's a trope that I want to see. And it just, ugh, it's just makes me feel kind of, I Dirty. don't want people, yeah, I don't want people to come into the room while I'm playing my JRPG that I say is my favorite, one of my favorite games ever. <laughs> and they've, there's a boy with a nosebleed because he saw a girl in a bikini. You know, that's, oh man, <laughs> I'm 30 years old. <laughs> I mean, I'm 40 to 50 years old. Yes. I don't I don't necessarily want that. But unfortunately, it's sort of like you you just got to you just got to accept that if you're playing a game from that region of the world, mm. there's going to be something like that in there and There's also it's just the way it is. Those moments where like it cringes not because of like they've not done anything to cringe, but just in the situation, it's like a cringe moment. Like mm. Last of Us 2 when I was sat there on my own with my headphones on watching Abby have sex mm -hmm. and oh yeah next to me is my boyfriend on a work call oh, with his God. video and luckily you can't see this tv screen and Jesus. i i dressed all in black and sat in a black beanbag so you couldn't see me <laughs> because it was like She's a weekend but well, it was a weekend and it was okay. the pandemic and uh we only had one room apart from the bedroom and it was like you either sit in the bedroom and do nothing for like four hours while this is happening or I blend into the beanbag and play my game. Mm. And I was just sat there and I was like, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and I just had to just sit yeah. there and just That's a gratuitous. That scene has been singled out to me by a few people mm. as like being just sort of a gratuitous example. Out of left field. Like wow, not going to fade to black. This this will have taken some time yeah. to put in the game. And yeah. uh, there it is. There's just some full, full-on sex right there. I, Randy Pitchford, really enjoyed it. Me too. I saved it to a USB stick. Did you? I don't know where it is, though. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Should we move on to a new section? That, yeah. Uh, the third Randy Pitchford will be gutted he's missing, to it's be honest. True. It's true. Uh, it's called, what are we playing? Mm-hmm. Welcome back to what we play in everybody. This is a section that we've never done before. Sorry, mm. this is my first time reading it. That's so okay, Randy. You're doing a great thank job. Thank you, Randy. Uh, I've been playing Duke Nukem Forever and all the Borderlands games this week. Me too. And I've been watching the Borderlands movie that's going to be so good when it comes out. I was, I was thinking about the Borderlands movie just yesterday. Not only as Randy Pitchford, but as also my split personality, Ben Potter. Uh -huh. And I was thinking, this there, there are 
absolutely zero signs that this movie is going to have anything going for it whatsoever. They have not, we have not, re we've released brilliant games. But if I was speaking as Ben, I would say we've not released a, they've not, oh God, they've not released a game with really solid writing for nearly a decade. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is cause for concern. They've got some obviously really huge actors in it. But I don't know. I'm Half really Kevin hoping. Hart, he's really small. That's very good. <laughs> and I've met him. I'm Randy Pitchford. I'm Randy Pitchford. What I'm wondering is, I know that they won't have the Borderlands writers writing the movie. They'll have mm -hmm. an actual script writer. But I hope that it's at least as entertaining bad as the Uncharted movie. Yes. Because if it's just a complete dumpster fire, then that's no good. Also, when was when when were we walking around the set for E3? Was during, that like twenty twenty one? I think yeah. And they because were it shooting it there, like gearbox thing. They yeah. didn't do one this year, but they did one last year. Well, Randy, while you tell me what you've played this week, yeah, I'm gonna have a quick Google on the progress of uh, the Borderlands movie because mm. I feel like we've got to be coming up on that release date now. Yeah, surely. we got quite a lot of information about it, like early last year and then haven't heard a lot since but um yeah let's let's have a look here's what i've been playing this week uh, randy um obviously uh, all of my fantastic gearbox games uh mainly borderlands and that mm. um but outside of that when i've had some spare time i've been playing some sims 4 okay uh, i played for some reason i got home on sunday was a little bit hungover and uh for some reason i got in put my pajamas on and I was like, hmm, I think I'm going to play Sims. So I sat in my chair under a blanket and played Sims for like three hours. Just I just made the house I live in. That's what I did. I just built the house I live in mm -hmm. and made that what was surrounding me at the time. That's 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 very meta. Yeah, it's a bit, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but man, I miss playing The Sims. I just need to get back into it, but I haven't got the inspiration at the moment. Uh, I did some more Disney Dreamlight Valley. I finished all of Scar's quests. Mm -hmm. Great, uh, he's great. He's done now. And now I've just got to wait for the next update to come out so I can play some more content. Because mm. right now there's nothing else for me to do. Damn. I've what are you going to build next in The Sims? I You'll walk to work? Maybe, yeah, hopefully. Um, I'll, I'll build the office in The Sims. Mm. Yeah, you should. Um, and then I've played some more Saints Row. We're about halfway through the game now. We've been doing all like the ventures and stuff. One mm. of the ventures sucks ass. Which one is that? Uh, it's the one where you have to do bounce off the radio towers. Oh, I didn't even bother doing that. No, one. well, we did. We tried to do a couple because you can like call in the other gangs and we were trying to like max out the weapon abilities and stuff. Mm. Um, and they were like, cool, now go and bounce off some cell towers. And there was me and MB just throwing ourselves in the air and trying to bounce off this thing over and over again. And we were doing it, but it just wasn't, it wasn't working. <sighs> so we decided that we're not going to do any more of that because it's just, just too annoying. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I played, I played about... 90 minutes of Plague's Tale last night. And yeah, interesting. I, I saw your tweet about I don't this. want to play anymore. Okay, It's Explain. annoyed me. I got to a point um, really early on in the game where like I'm kind of facing it up against human enemies and everything's on fire. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, I, the, the AI of these enemies is just ridiculous. Like I don't understand what they're doing at any point. And I kept dying um, and it would put me in this place where either I restart the whole section again 
or I go from this checkpoint that's given me. But this checkpoint is kind of like off to the side in some bushes. And the one of the AIs knows exactly where I am. Like it walks towards me. So I have to like move out of the way of it and be far enough away so that it doesn't spot me. Mm-hmm. Because you can't like do silent takedowns or anything in this section. Because um, pretty much as soon as they're in within like a meter of you, they spot you and you can't do anything about it. Because as soon as one of them spots you, they all spot you. That's it. You're gonna. And they're throwing like big sticks at me and like killing me. And then I keep getting making my way all the way to like the end of the area where you have to press Y to like go through the the small crevice mm. to get through to the next area. And I get spotted while I'm like walking through the crevice. And then they throw spears at you. And if you get hit by a spear as you're halfway through the crevice, she just climbs back out and stands at the front of the thing and like doesn't carry on going through i had that with with a door i had to go through every time i tried to exit a door if they knew where i was uh it would play an animation where arrows would slam into the door and should close it again mm. just go through it yeah just go through it. but she keeps getting hit by like even if you're going through if the thing hits your side like if it hits your like arm but just you can see that it's not hit you it's hit the thing you still she still just turns around clambers out and just stands there and then gets hit again and dies and i was getting so mad i died like 10 times in the space of just like i think 15 minutes or however mm. long it took to reload the game and then i just sat with it on the like amicia died screen for like another 40 minutes while i was scrolling through tiktok because i was so angry that this game was like Excellent. making me so mad did it one more time died turned off went to bed i was like i've had enough of this it's upset me enough i'm, mm. I'm off are you do you think you'll return to it or i've not even seen any mice i've not seen any rats yet Mice. Mice. I haven't seen any mice yet. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just really, well, I don't think I was in the mood to play it last night anyway. I just didn't have anything else to play. And I don't know. I just was really annoyed. Mm. And it's, you know, when you get annoyed at a game and even if it's your fault, it's kind of puts you off the game for a bit. Yeah. That's how I'm feeling a bit. Maybe I have to go back to it when I'm feeling a bit better, but. Well, I am, man. I'd recommend going back to it because I, I intend to go back to it as well. I got a mm. bit further, um, than you did uh but i am heartened to hear that you were encountering similar issues to me because i feel like a crazy person hearing everyone gush about this game and seeing all the reviews because Mm. i just don't think it's as good as everyone says it is and i i'm not even sure it's necessarily a matter of subjective opinion i just think it's quite unpolished in a lot of places and I really want to like it because I like the first one and I do intend to come back to it, but it is absolutely not a priority for me because I was getting similarly frustrated. Like, I'm just not really enjoying this. Also, like, why are you going to give me a counter mechanic which requires me to hold down the X button? No, let me tap the X button. I don't want to hold it. And also, like, to do a takedown, you have to hold down the X button. By the time I'm halfway through holding down the X button, he's already spotted me and it's changed to counter and I have to start again. Mm. I literally was losing my mind. I was getting so angry and I was like, do you know what, Amicia? I don't care that you died. Stay dead for all I care. So Your journey is over. Yeah. I'm Randy Pitchford. I'm Randy Pitchford, and that's the end of this game. I I put the uh, I put it into French. Like French language. <laughs> okay. And I put English subtitles on because I thought maybe this will solve the the annoying kid voice. Well, the annoying kid voice and also the the dreadful uh lip sync, which there mm. isn't really any of. Uh it doesn't fix the the dreadful lip sync and also i am now just having to stare at the bottom of the screen (laughs) (laughs) all the time because i don't understand what's going on so it doesn't work i wish there was a way maybe i could put it into french for like 
cutscenes, mm. uh, and that was it. But yeah, I can't. I can't play like that because no. I can't. I can't pay attention. I can't. I can't. Yeah, speak I can't French. focus, which isn't their fault. Uh, but it was quite entertaining though when I switched it back to English because Amicia said one half of her sentence in French, <laughs> and then, and then the entire of France switched to English, and I enjoyed that That's quite good. a lot. Like, like something went really wrong. Mm. Is that what you've been playing? Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, I played a little bit more of The Last of Us remake mm-hmm. uh, because I've started like six games in the past two weeks, and I you really, have started a lot. I really need to finish some. Uh, so I, I got a little bit further in that. I completed the. Uh, I'm now on my way to Tommy's. Oh yeah, the the water plant yeah, place. Yeah, like winter time. Yeah, so I that's that's where I got to, and that's that's mm-hmm. where I've stopped. Um, I played a little bit of Borderlands Two in split screen. Oh yes, with yourself we did, didn't we? And Kieran, because we went to Kieran's uh, house over the weekend, last weekend, and we got. Oh, we got so drunk. Very drunk. We were through, <laughs> and I've apologized to Kieran like five <laughs> or six times now because we were throwing he had a dartboard and we were just hurling darts at the wall mm-hmm. none of them were going in the board we were all taking the piss we were like holding all six darts at the same time and just throwing it and hoping that one went in the board and then when they all went in the wall they left lots of little holes all oh, over man. his wall he rents it was a disaster but yeah. we had a great time we started off though playing some Borderlands 2 because uh, Kieran's been playing that for the first time and mm. uh, we just hopped in with a new character in split screen uh, and that was really fun. Although we, <laughs> Kieran, I mean, the game, I'm Randy Pitchford. Borderlands <laughs> 2 split screen is phenomenal, yeah. but also it isn't. Yeah. And when you play three players, someone gets half the screen and the other two people get the smallest little post boxes, mm-hmm. little uh, stamps But in even the when you've got half the screen, you can't see half your menu anyway, because it, doesn't, no, the it menu. doesn't like move over. It just kind of sits there so you can see that you're in your inventory, but you have no idea what you're doing. Reading text was almost impossible. I'm really glad that it was an option because we had a lot of fun, but yeah. at the same time, it was it was quite hard to play. Yeah. Um, we also played a bit of Switch Sports uh, and a bit of Cell Damage. That was mm-hmm. the name of the game, wasn't yeah. it, on the on the Switch? That was good Not fun. Not that you remember much of that. I honestly, <laughs> I forgot that we played Cell Damage. Uh, and I also completely forgot that Kieran showed us the, the Gaelic... Gaelic Games. The Gaelic Games game. He brought his PS2 through to show us this Gaelic Games game. And uh, I... I to be very Irish and shouting at it the whole time. I didn't remember any of this until... Yesterday. Yeah, like Wednesday... And we were there on Saturday, so that it was successful that evening. And then I went home and I was very sick. And Sunday, well, I was hungover all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, that's what we played at Kieran's. The main thing that I've played, though, this week since the last podcast, you may have seen the Quipscope, maybe my stream as well, is New Tales from the Borderlands, yes. which is uh, one of the best games ever made. And it's available I'm right Randy now. Pitchford. I'm Randy Pitchford. Uh, go, and, go and buy it. Uh, but as Ben Potter, it's not good. It's not good. Have you finished it now? Yes, I did. I finished it last night. It felt like it would never end. <laughs> I was halfway through the last chapter when I stopped it, the last episode. And uh, yeah, it just goes on and on and on. Mm. Uh, I was frustrated at the because there's multiple endings based on your relationship with the characters. And I was trying really hard to be nice to everyone. And I ended up with just sort of like a not great ending. Oh. And the only way to you can replay chapters within the episodes and continue playing from there. But it seems the only way I can redeem that or get a better ending is to play through the entire game again. And I don't want to do that. And half the fun of the original Telltale games was that you didn't have to mess about to get the trophies. And this one is like, it's got a trophy called, ooh, have you played this before? And it's get all the endings. So I'm not going to do that. There's five of them. Mm. 
I'm not playing through this game five times. You've got 50 hours spare. And also, right? Yeah. What, Randy? No one's bought this game, okay? No one's bought it because everyone knows it's crap. So there's like no guides online for any of these trophies. So I think I've got like 80% of them. It's mm. too much for me to walk away. But I will temporarily oh, no. walk away and come back another day. Good. Perhaps when there's more of a like a, a, a vibrant trophy achievement community around the game and some more guides. But I can't be asked right it now. It does feel a little bit like... They kind of did what we always asked them to do, which is like announce a game when it's ready mm. and it's coming out soon. And they did that yeah. like a month ago. Mm -hmm. And then it came out this week. And I just feel like they did the one go and then they were like, hey, it's coming out at some point. It's, it. it's weird because like, it seems really polished until it isn't. Yeah. I, could, I know this was, and it even says as much in the credits, this was all made over lockdown, basically. Mm. This was all made over the, the pandemic. And and I understand that presents issues, but it's it feels like it's written by different people. Like each episode just feels completely different. The characters, yeah. like ca loads of characters are introduced in the first episode that then either never show up again or show up in such limited uh, they they have such a limited appearance later on that it's almost like, why did you even introduce this person? Mm. I don't understand. That doesn't make any sense. There's a big climactic fight scene at the end of the fifth episode. And because you play as three characters, two of them will be talking to each other back and forth. And in the background, you can see the one who is engaged in combat with the big one just kind of chilling out and looking at you two while you're having a conversation. And there's so much stuff that just Good. sort of doesn't make sense. Mm. And there are moments of levity and there are some funny bits that I did think were good. Mm. A couple of characters were introduced that I would like to see again. I, having looked at the endings, know that it would be possible for them to survive. But in my playthrough, they died. And oh. I was like, well, this is stupid. That was the <laughs> one character I actually liked. Um, and... Yeah, I've come, I've come around on, <clears throat> excuse me, Anu, who's one of the playable characters. Yeah. I think she she is the only one with a complete story arc that actually goes somewhere. Mm. Wouldn't mind seeing her again. The other two, Octavio and Fran, consign them to the bin. I never want to see them again. I'm so frustrated that this game was rubbish. It feels like a bastardization of the first one, mm. which was so good. And... There is something to be said here that they really have poured a lot of resources into their narrative aspect yeah. with the cutscenes and the uh, the mocap and sort of the facial expressions. Really good. If they can combine that into a future Borderlands game, because that's always where I've felt Borderlands has been a bit lacking, mm. is that you feel very, you don't feel very involved in, from yeah, what's, in what's going on. Like the cutscenes, you're not in them. Mm. You You very rarely talk apart from occasional quips or dialogue yeah. you know over like just 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 vo i would love to see the characters you play as have more of a role in the cutscenes in the story and perhaps there be more cutscenes full mm -hmm. stop and not just here's a group of characters talking to each other while you just bounce around on the scenery and try and bounce on their heads and stuff because yeah, exactly. you're just waiting for them to finish talking um They've really flexed their muscle in that regard, and it shows a lot of promise for the future. That is all I can say that that is a, a positive note, though. Uh, I think this was, as I said in the Quipscope, a real miss, and uh, I'm super sad about it. And I'm and Randy Pitchford. And I'm Randy Pitchford, <laughs> and that's the news. Yes. Uh, there we are. It's time for question two. Yes. This comes from Conroy Milk, Mr. Milk. Mr. Milk again. Yeah. 
really milking that Conroy. Don't say that. Uh, greetings, Bap. Do you have any video game phobias or fears? If so, do you know what caused them and how long have you been dealing with them? I remember playing Far Cry 3 when it first released and getting horribly jump scared by a shark. Since then, I get the shivers every time I have to do an underwater section in a game, even if the game doesn't have any water-based enemies. There have been a few times I've literally had to pass the controller to my girlfriend because I felt that uneasy. I also have vivid memories of playing the original Sonic games on the Sega Mega Drive when I was a child and I'm pretty sure the drowning music in that game had some sort of long-lasting psychological effect on me thanks again mr milk thanks mr milk thank you mr milk got any phobias from games uh, uh some bad uh, dialogue bad dialogue i'm randy pitchford, I'm pitchford. <laughs> um the only thing that i could think of that's like i don't know if it's just from video games or also just from like general pop culture but there is nothing scarier than a dark corridor with one like light source at the mm. end. There's nothing scarier than mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. because like I get home sometimes and like the living room light has turned itself on like it does before I get home. And it it's on a timer. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And um, so when I come home, it's not pitch black. So I don't know if any ghoulies are there. Of course, you've got to be safe. Yeah. And I walk home and I look down the corridor and I'm like, oh, scary. <laughs> and games did that to you, did they? Yeah. Well, I specifically was thinking like last night I played on stream, I played Soma, which mm. is a spooky game. That's good. I like and, Soma. And um, there was one bit like right at the beginning of the game where there's just like a flickering like electricity thing down a corridor and you can just hear like the bad guy at the end of the corridor, you know, that they're doing some weird stuff down there. And I was like, I don't want, I don't want to go down the corridor. I don't want to go down the corridor. It's too scary. And then when I got home, I was like, where's the light switch? Where's the light switch? Because I'm just too scared. Yeah. I just, but I mean, that again, it's not maybe just from video games, probably from other things as well. But definitely after you've played a spooky game and you walk anywhere that's a bit dark, you're like, oh no. Mm. is coming for me the monster the holidays there was one time um i think it was last year after i was playing a, a spooky game around this time of year um i went upstairs in the office and there was no one else there because the lads weren't streaming that day and um the dishwasher had been on and it emptied itself and it made like this really loud like gurgling like growling sound and i genuinely thought oh my God, I'm about to die. Like, I thought it was like a, a rabid dog that had somehow managed to get Your into the Your default reaction was death. Death. Death is because coming. Because I was like, I didn't know where the noise came from and it was so loud when there was no one else in the office. It was probably like, and I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And I turned around and I was like, hello. But it was just the dishwasher. And then um, I like sprinted home. I was like, mm. I need to leave. I've got to get out of here. But man, sometimes after you've played a spooky game, yeah. everything is terrifying. Yeah, makes you think. I don't, sometimes when I've like consumed some spooky media, mm. uh, I struggle in the shower. Like, you know, you have to close your eyes in the shower. And, and then I sometimes get invasive thoughts like, what if someone was going to stab you? <laughs> yeah. I have the same like, thing after watching no, like Criminal Minds. I'm no. Like, so then I'm like watching so far. I was looking around. It's like, no, no one's in my tiny bathroom for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I yeah. do get it. Uh, mine is similarly sort of horror related, I would say. Uh, torches turning off in games. Mm -hmm. Don't like that. Uh, the Last of Us does that. You have to shake the controller to yeah. get the batteries to work again. Not a welcome mechanic. Not a fan of that. And in most games other than the likes of The Last of Us, where it's sort of a random occurrence. When that happens, it means something spooky is going to mm -hmm. happen. Uh, same deal with playing a first-person game, particularly in horror games or games with a spooky vibe. 
uh, where you have to open doors yes. in first person. Don't like opening doors in first person. It's part of the reason why I can't get on board with Resi 7 and 8 in terms of playing them. It's just a bit. Third person, I feel brave. Mm -hmm. Brave enough. First person opening those doors, I don't like it. Anything could be behind there. Not a fan. And also, obviously, you have a very limited uh, field of vision. Yeah. If you're in first person, you can't look behind you. So those are the two major ones for me, I would say, uh, in terms of phobias. Uh, they're not really phobias. They're, I do them if I have to, but I'm not yeah. not a fan for sure. I don't know when the last time I used a torch was, but I'm considering getting one because I get really scared when I turn the lights off at the bottom of the stairs because I haven't got the ability to turn the light on at the top of my stairs. Mm -hmm. So I turn that light off and I sprint as fast as I can yeah, up of the course, stairs yeah. because I don't want the monsters to get me. And the quicker I get in there, the yeah. quicker I'm safe. Well, exactly. Uh, maybe I'll just get a torch and I can just, hey, back off monsters. I have a torch and yeah. it's got full batteries in it. Yeah, you should do it. I think I might. Or you can get those lights that, that are like stair lights with a sensor on and you put them next to like every, periodically up the stairs just on the wall. Oh, and when you walk past like them, they're like emergency exit lights. Yeah. Oh. So that when the monsters come up in the middle of the night, you can, can see, see you can see the lights slowly light up the stairs mm. while you're in bed, which will be horrifying. Yeah, so cool. that I'll might, that might actually least. be worse. Yes, in the end. Uh, well, there we are. I actually do have some Borderlands news updates for oh, a, yes. a Borderlands movie. So... Filming officially commenced in on April the first last year and wrapped on June the twenty second last year. So they've they've been in post production for over a year. Mm. Um, during Lionsgate's panel at the twenty twenty two CinemaCon, approximately one minute of exclusive footage was shown. However, nothing was released to the public. That's all we have. Oh yeah, I thought I heard about this, but yeah, we didn't we didn't get to see any of it. So we haven't seen anything. We don't have a release date, but it's it's finished they mm. finished making it well i mean they're they're editing it yeah soon, but still mm. they finished shooting it a while ago so ah uh, well i can't wait for uh the game awards where i randy pitchford will get up on stage and, and say, i randy pitchford and say jeffrey we've got a trailer for you roll my trailer roll my trailer borderlands movie it's gonna be great that's probably a Did safe bet a actually trick? yeah oh you did that one you know another one. one oh yeah this your card it actually is that's incredible wow let's move on to weird news hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 
It's weird news time. Time for some weird Pitchford news. Randy, what weird news do you have? No, wait. That's, that's uh, not yet, Randy. That's a myth. That's down. one of my classic Randy ruses, as I call mm-hmm. them, uh, from leaving USBs everywhere to failing to thank our podcast producers. That's me, Randy Pitchford. That's okay, Randy. It's my your... shirt costs four hundred dollars. It's your first time doing this. And my shirt costs four hundred dollars too, yeah. as well. That's the important. So did mine. And my shirt costs four. Mm-hmm. My shirt costs more. Four hundred dollars. How much was your one? Four hundred dollars. Well, exactly. That's what so. I thought. So mine costs more because it's four hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, weird news is where we talk about weird video game news. You can submit weird video game news to us on social media. Earlier in the week, we record on a Thursday normally, so keep your eyes peeled for those posts and then send us your strange news. But if you want to guarantee a shout out here in the weird news section, of course, you can support us on patreon.com forward slash team triple jump at a certain tier and become a podcast producer just like Nathan, G.Y. Goliath, Sean Legg, Walco, Nicole Hansen, Ellie Nicholas, Erica Hutchinson, Melody L. Burnett, Katie Garrett slash Jared, and Gabrielle Philippink. Thank you, podcast producers. Thank you, podcast producers. I tell you, I'm always very heartened that there's there's a real female representation on the podcast there producer is. There front. is a it's lot. Really, I find that very heartening. Thank Randy you, does. podcast producers. Uh, Randy Pitchford, what weird news have you got? Well, Randy Pitchford, my weird news comes from Baz at Bazbull on Twitter. Bazbull? Bazbull. I like yeah, it. That's a good name. That's a good name. Uh, I'm going to put that in the next Borderlands. Yes, you should. It's mine now. Yeah. Possible. I'm Randy Pitchford. My shirt's $400. <laughs> uh, this comes from Game Rant, um, and it's going to make you angry. Doom now runs inside of a chocolate bar, sort of. Yeah, does it, though? Yeah. Does it, actually? An electronics company gets Doom to run in a candy bar following the trend of pointing of porting the game to var- variety yeah, does of it run in a can- Does it run in a candy bar, though? Um... A company has managed to get classic Doom to run inside some candy, complete with a tiny screen inserted into a fake chocolate bar. Mm-hmm. So one, not even real chocolate. And two... <laughs> <laughs> it's not even chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. As one of the most important video games of the 90s, especially in the first-person shooter genre, id Software's iconic release has had a major impact on the industry over the years. That's Today, why we ended up making Duke Nukem Forever based true. on yeah. Doom and stuff, yeah. Best game ever. The FPS, yeah. This is the good, go buy it right now. Uh, yeah. I'm Randy Pitchford. I'm Randy Pitchford. My shirt costs $400. Shirt costs $400. Um, today, this series is very much a vogue thanks to, um, in vogue thanks to 2016 reboot, but even the original entries are still in the gaming limelight. Blah, blah, blah. That's what Doom is. Blah, 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 blah. The latest endeavor from a New York-based hardware company uh, manufacturer called Adafruit Industries is just one of the other ways of getting Doom to run on unusual devices. In this case, it's a Milky Way bar, but it's not, is it? It's not real chocolate, so what's even the point? Um, with a video showing the candy being unwrapped to reveal a tiny screen that's not that's got the game already playing. The video itself is a joke commercial that warns parents to check their kids' Halloween ca- candy this Halloween and look for any signs of Doom hidden within it, which is kind of funny, not going to lie. Yeah, that's good. Hey, good joke. Um, the ad ends with a delicious slogan, Do not eat if it's turn, do not eat if it's Turing complete. What? What? Jimmy? Do not eat if it's Turing complete. Okay, well, I assume that's a reference to Alan Turing, the father of computers. I guess. But I'm not really sure what the relevance is no. in this instance. Uh, me either. Um, it should be pointed out the chocolate bar is almost certainly fake, but it's nice nod to a meme that's been doing the rounds recently, which had a photoshopped image of the game inside some real chocolate. Um, I don't actually think it's running on the chocolate bar. Yeah, this is usually how these articles go is Doom's now running on a 
fridge or da- now running on a chocolate bar. But yeah. really what's happened is they've embedded a small screen and it's running on like a Raspberry Pi yeah. elsewhere. I mean, they haven't said they haven't said like how they're doing it, but that definitely just looks like it just looks like a screen that's been embedded in a in a, a milky in bar. a Milky Way bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird. What we need to do, because people get headlines with this stuff every time, even though it's not actually running on a chocolate bar. Uh we should do the same thing. Get Doom running on a Raspberry Pi, something nice and small, mm-hmm. get the smallest screen we can, and then just put it into random food products like, oh my god. Doom's running on this aubergine. You know what we should get? What? We should get a Teletubby toy mm. and take the screen out of a Teletubby tummy yeah. and put Doom and say Doom's running on a Teletubby. Yeah, that'd be good. Mm. And that's guaranteed headlines yeah. as well, clearly, yeah. because this is like the seventh one of these yeah. that we've done. What else can we make Doom run on? Um, Doom runs on... A nipple piercing? Nipple piercing, yeah. It could that. just dangle it off a nipple piercing. Like, <laughs> that's unbelievable. It's running off a nipple. It's not. It's not. It's just... <laughs> placed on a nipple there's a difference there's a real difference okay guys can we can we it's not semantics either it's just wrong yeah just be right (laughs) is it powered by a milky way bar i don't think so and as the person ate the milky way ate nothing but milky way bars and then designed doom from the ground up yeah then i suppose technically it was running on it was powered by i don't know a milky way bar it's it's uh I'm feeling grumpy today. You, know? oh, you are a bit. Yeah, you just had your own today. game rant. I did. I'm Randy Pitchford. Uh, would you and like to hear... my shirt costs $400. My shirt costs $400. Would you like to hear my weird news? I would like to, Randy. What have you got? My weird news comes from Cameron Keywood. Thank you, Cameron, very yeah. much for this. Uh, this is from Push Square. We know that one. Mm. Uh, random Randy! Randy. <laughs> Marvel's Spider-Man PC mod lets you play as IGN's Gotham Knights review score. Now, I'm going to... That's a confusing headline. You really need to break that down, but I'll do it for you. Hardcore PC (laughs) players sure do seem to have a sense of humor, that's for sure. With Sony bringing some of its first-party PlayStation games to Steam and Epic Games Store, it opens up the door to the wild world of modding. Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered appears to be a popular target. And then it says some other mods. A user by the name of Prince C23 is responsible for what you see in the above video. Do you see it? Are you seeing it? It's above you. Yes, you can now play as IGN's 5 out of 10 review score for the recent superhero action title, Gotham Knights. Oh, they gave it 5 out of 10, didn't they? They did. I remember what they gave it. I know it's mean. Sporting the game's logo on one side and a big fat number five on the other, it's dumb, but also kind of funny. If you've ever fancied playing as a bright red hexagon instead of Peter Parker, your strange tastes have finally been accounted for. So you know how IGN do display their review scores. It, it is a red hexagon then mm-hmm. with the number in it. Someone's put the red hexagon, the size of Spider-Man, into Marvel Spider-Man. And then there's just like a fight scene where it's a red hexagon with a five on it flipping around (laughs) and fighting people. I don't know why that's funny, but it kind of is. is. I do like it a lot. So that's good. And that's my weird news. Good job, Randy. Thank you, Randy. That was really good. Thank you, Randy. Time for question three. Yes. Comes from Friendly Lewis. Friendly Lewis. So friendly. Um, Hi, guys. I recently had a baby. Congratulations. Hope you're fathered. Yes, I hope you're married. Fathered. Uh... Well, not me, but my fiance did. <gasps> not married. Not married. Oh, uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. Congratulations. Though. Congratulations. And I've been thinking about how I will tackle playing games with him as he grows. 
Um, when I was a kid, my dad played games with me and I really got into them because of that. But I'd often choose to stay home and play games instead of hanging out with family, which I now feel bad about. I know that everything in moderation is the easy answer, but how would you guys handle playing games with your kids without getting them addicted and only having yourself to blame? Hope that makes sense. Love you all. So addicted is inverted commas because I think Lewis. he's he, yeah, Lewis is addicted. acknowledging that it wasn't really an addiction, but we know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Obsessed. Obsessed. Obsessed with the games. games. Uh, well, I, Randy Pitchford, don't have any kids, I think. Did you leave them in the restaurant? <laughs> I might have left them in the restaurant. Does Randy Pitchford have kids? I, I feel like he Is does. Is that why he was at Medieval Times? Or did he just go for funsies? Like, imagine having Randy as your dad. Yeah. That would be the coolest Daddy and Randy. then the worst. No, <laughs> not that. Not that. Yeah. Uh, well, earlier you said you were going to milk I'm the find Conroy, out if, so... if we, Randy Pitchford, have kids. Mm. Um, but I, Randy Pitchford, don't think I have any kids. Um, and Ashton doesn't have any kids. Uh, so this is just purely hypothetical, because let's be real. When you have kids, everything is different and your whole ideas change. Um, but I basically think, like, just don't make gaming a big deal. Like, don't use it as a punishment. Sorry, there's a section on his Wikipedia page that says personal life and the drop down, it literally just says Pitchford has a son. Oh, I have one Full son. stop. Uh, that's has, it. Has a son. That's all we know about Randy Pitchford's personal. Like Pitchford has a son. Has a Full son. stop. Full stop. Um, anyway, I, Randy Pitchford, do have kids, but Ashton doesn't have kids. Um, no. And I think, yeah, don't make it a big deal, like a punishment, because if you make something a punishment or like a reward, kids are like more inclined to want it, aren't they? So it's like... You don't want to take away something from a kid because then they'll be like, oh, I'm going to do it when you're not here because I'm going to rebel. I so, didn't have fast food much growing up. And no, then as soon as either. I went to university, I went mental yeah, for fast food. Exactly the same. Yeah. Um, and same with like the people who are like told they're not allowed to do anything fun, like drink alcohol before they go to uni or anything. Mm. When they go to uni, they end up in on the floor, don't they? Um, yeah. So yeah, I would like not do that. But also I'd kind of like, as much as I would play with them when they're doing games, I'd also get them to do stuff with me that's outside of games. So they didn't just think, oh, me and dad only hang out when... Mm. Me and my father, Randy Pitchford, only hang out uh, when when we play games. So games are the only thing that we do that is fun together. Mm -hmm. And it's the only fun thing. Because there's lots of things that can be fun for kids, but you just have to like make them see that because kids are dumb. Kids are so dumb. Kids are really stupid. So, so stupid. you just got to find the, the the sweet spot of being like, games are fun, but you know what else is fun? Maths. Maths. <laughs> so fun. Broccoli. Formulas. Broccoli's really Broccoli's fun. Broccoli's so fun too. Hanging out with your grandma. So fun. Hey, you know you love Fortnite. How about acoustic guitar lessons? Yeah. You want to be, you like playing your games about foraging? Why don't we join the scouts, kid? Mm. Make some friends your own age. Kid. Single. Son. Son. A son I have. Yeah, my son. My son. My boy. That's your advice? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the that's advice. It. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I, Randy Pitchford, have a son, but Ben doesn't have a son. Mm. And I know that we have parents who listen to this who are probably going to roll their eyes mm. so hard that their eyeballs fall out of their yeah. skulls, which is very and spooky we, Randy because Pitchford, it is have Halloween. have parents as well. Yeah, we have parents too. Uh, so... I will limit my advice on the child rearing front just mm. because I don't know what that's like and I don't know if I'll ever know what that's like. So what I would say based on my upbringing is to maybe limit the screen time to an extent. Mm. Don't don't like, you know, hold consoles hostage and stuff unless kids are misbehaving, but perhaps 
there's an important aspect where if games were really important to you and your dad growing up, then maybe make games almost an essential family time. Mm. So like uh, me and my family, when we see each other, which isn't very often, if we have an evening, we might pick what we call a family film where we pick a movie that none of us have my seen. My parents do that too. Yeah, and we all sit down and we watch it. Why don't you make family game time so you can all play games together? And ultimately, unless you actively resent the amount of time you played games growing up at the expense of family time, as you say, why not just let the let the kid play the games mm -hmm. you know just just let the kid play the games and my brother who had endless exposure to video games growing up because i was really into games has sort of forged his own path and has decided that he likes games but not really not not that much mm. and your child will probably let you know if they're not that interested in games it is very important though to encourage a wide variety of hobbies That's i true. would say but if you think video games will be strong bonding time for you and your child. Make it, make it that, make it bonding time. You know, you don't have to put a Game Boy Color in their hands as soon as they can actually hold things, you know, <laughs> wait until they're a bit older, but just, hey, why don't we all sit down and play Super Mario, new Super Mario Bros. Wii U together, yeah. you know, well, let's, let's do that as a family. My parents never let me have the console in my room. I, it had to be, it was always downstairs. I was oh, never allowed okay. it. So if the family were around, even if I wanted to play games, I had to be downstairs with the rest of the family. Right. I wasn't allowed to be up in my room and with the door closed. Whereas another family, that, like a really close family friend, uh, their two sons had consoles in their bedroom. So if they didn't want to hang out with us, they'd just go and play games upstairs. Yeah. And then we'd go upstairs and be like, mom and dad said you have to come downstairs and, and hang out with us. And they'd be like, I'm playing FIFA. I'm like, <laughs> gross. Boys are gross. Um, wow, that sounds so much like so many things as I, when I was growing up as well. Like yeah. I, I think I, I had cousins, or in fact, all my cousins pretty much had like full access to games and they would just, 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 yeah. Mm. They'd just hide away. Yeah. Just play the games all I the mean, time. sometimes it's good to like get all the kids out of your hair. Cause my family, mm. we grew up with like, there was eight kids that would always hang out together at the weekend. They were like, just go and do something else. We're gonna mm. hang out down here and drink wine. You go upstairs and play Viva Pinata or whatever you wanna play. And we just sit upstairs in someone's bedroom and just play it for hours. But yeah, I think having a the console in a communal space is a good idea. Yeah, and it's complicated as well, friendly yeah. Lewis, as I'm sure you were already experiencing. Yeah. You know that moderation is the easy answer, but moderation is ultimately the answer, and yeah. you're just going to have to roll with those punches and do what you think is best and adapt if that's not the case. But adapt, uh, evolve, overcome, overcome. Randy Pitchford, four hundred dollars shirt. You will, you you will do great though, I'm sure. And congratulations again to, congratulations. to you and your fiance. I hope you're married. I'm married. It's time for something rather large. Uh, one could call it the price tag of this shirt. Yeah. And also the big discussion. It's big discussion time. Time for the big video game discussion. I'm Randy Pitchford, and this comes courtesy of Callum Story, who says, "Hi, Randy and Randy." Hi, Callum. There's been a lot of furor lately around Bayonetta 3, specifically the change in lead voice actor to Jennifer Hale, with the former VA for the character claiming she had to turn down the role for the third game because the developer wouldn't meet her wage demands. This has sparked a wider discussion around VA pay, that's voice actor pay, with many people claim, uh, clamoring for higher rates of pay across the board, whilst others feel that the whilst others feel that the offer to Helena Taylor, the original voice actor, was fair and that the uproar isn't justified. As voiceover artists yourselves, what are your opinions both on the Bayonetta situation and on the, and on the topic of VA pay in the wider industry? I've loved this drama, by the way. I am 
over it now. Yeah, I'm over I was it interested now. to begin with because there, I've got some details here that we'll go over in a second. Uh, but it's just really originally it sounded like she was being screwed over and yeah. everyone, there was such a swelling of support behind her. And then slowly, as more details came out, actually, she's just right. digging herself a bigger and bigger That's hole. That's what's it the interesting like. thing. It's just like watching on the sidelines as someone just continues to just dig away yeah. at their own reputation and just like ruin everything. And like how quick, if she like everything just crumbled so quickly and then she just kept going. Yeah. She just kept going. Yeah, she's not. She's not taking it lying down. Uh, no. So here we are. Here's a here's a write-up of some of the most recent developments and an overview from Nintendo Life. As marketing for the upcoming Bayonetta 3 ramped up, Platinum Games stated that Helena... You good? Oh, the video's restarted yeah. on the TV. Uh, Platinum Games stated that Helena T Taylor couldn't return to the titular role due to overlapping circumstances. Taylor then posted a series of videos on Twitter calling the pay offer she received, a final flat rate offer of $4,000, she claimed, an insult and asking fans to boycott the game. Following this, sources including Bloomberg and VGC reported that Taylor was offered a total of 15000 spread over at least five studio sessions. It was also claimed that Taylor asked for a six-figure sum as well as residuals on the game. After some online abuse targeted towards Jennifer Hale, the new Bayonetta, Platinum Games also weighed in to voice its support for the actor and requesting that people refrain from disrespecting Hale or any other contributor to the series. Due to the discrepancies between Helena Taylor's statement and the following reports, and a subsequent backlash with some questioning the accuracy of her initial claims, Taylor has now responded via a fresh Twitter thread to iron out any potential miscommunications after being called a liar and a gold digger. So, I haven't got the Twitter thread here. It's in the uh, Nintendo... I'm sorry, it's the, the link to the Nintendo Life article is in the description if you want to go check it out. But I do have some more recent quotes from her, and I think these are taken from a further video she's done even more recently. So... There were not extensive negotiations. I've been informed of ridiculous fictions such as I asked for $250,000. I'm a team player. I was just asking for a fair living wage in line with the value that I bring to this game. I was paid a shockingly low total of $3,000 for the uh, total for the first game, a little more for the second. I wanted to voice her. I have drummed up interest in this game ever since I started on Twitter in 2011. Which is an interesting take. Yeah. That her being on Twitter is... She's not is... got a huge following, but okay. I could not talk about the game because of NDAs, but I happily answered fan, fans' letters, emails, signed posters, recorded voice messages for weddings and birthdays. I kept up interesting in, interest sorry, in the game during the long periods of radio silence from Platinum. The only time I, I was ever at a game conference, I felt weird asking fans for money for a signature, as they had already paid for the game, and I was grateful that they liked my work and the character, so I donated 100% of signing fees to charity. Not really sure what the relevance of this is. I will post to 14 charities so that you can donate to charity instead of buying this game from corrupt, greedy people. There are people who are attempting to throw shade and discredit what I say. The industry is powerful. They have powerful journalists too. They are trying to save their asset. Don't fall for it. Bayonetta 3, by the way, is out now. And it's doing and really well. sits on a Metacritic score of 89%. Mm. But it was really interesting that this all came up just as they were leading up to the launch. Mm. And she's been silent about it until now. And I don't know what's changed. Well, I don't know if it's because they announced Jennifer Hale was voicing her and then they were like saying that... It, but it was, was she not in trailers and stuff? Well, she must have been, I don't know. But I, yeah, I don't know why she said that. I think it's maybe it's because it was the month it was coming out and she was like, oh, if I do it now, people won't forget about it when the game comes out. Because mm. if she did it like too many months ago, by the time this comes out, like... She's, they're going to have forgotten about it because yeah. the general public has the mind of a sieve just like me <laughs> uh, Randy Pitchett my shirt costs $400, $400 yeah. um, I do think 
that Helen Taylor was in the wrong here a little bit, but I also do think that the publisher and developer was also in the wrong. Um, I can't remember the name of the lead on this game, but Hideki Kamiya, I yes, want to say potentially, but he was also kind of being a little bit sus about the whole thing and kind of throwing some shade in her direction as well. I do think everyone in this situation, apart from Jennifer Hale, is a little bit problematic because she isn't wrong. Three thousand pounds a session potentially isn't enough money for a voice actor and obviously as someone who knows who's in the industry she's the only one who kind of knows how much she should be getting paid mm. um i didn't love the vibe of the videos a lot of the time it was like i am a professional i've trained for this which i understand like having that kind of um that ability to be like i've i've trained for this i spent money on school but also she's not a huge name by any means uh she's done bayonetta and a few other bits and pieces, but like she's not massive. Jennifer Hale is a big name mm -hmm. in in video game voice acting, and you know we don't know how much Hale's getting paid. She's not put that information a lot out more there, than, but probably than a lot that. more than that. And I do kind of think her saying that like she's been with the game for two games now. She took really low wages for the first two games. The third one's coming out. They knew it was going to be a success because it's a third in the franchise, and people will buy it. But I think she wasn't unjustified with asking for more money. But I don't know if the whole situation was the best way to go about it, especially bringing that much attention to yourself when you're also um, a turf isn't a great idea because uh, people are going to find out you're a turf and people don't like people who are turfs. So um, I do think that she wasn't necessarily in the wrong for asking for more money, but I do think that she should not have gone about it in this way and I also feel sorry for Jennifer Hale, who just was just caught in the middle of this and was just getting like poo flown in her direction from from every direction, really, for no reason. She just happened to take the job. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think it's a shame that this has all come out and this is the kind of like toxicity of this whole situation. However, I do think it has brought up a lot of discourse about who gets paid what and how much people mm. should be paid. Um I looked it up and it said like the average voice actor for video games gets paid $100 to $200 for 100 words. Mm -hmm. So it like depends on how much, how big they are. And, yeah, you know, I absolutely. imagine Troy Baker gets a lot more money than that. But um, obviously, if it's a flat rate, which I think is kind of the issue here, is that it was offered as a flat rate, not as a like variable pay, which may have ended up being less depending on how much she charges per thing or per hour or per hundred words i think the word flat rate was kind of the issue here in going we'll pay you 15 15 000 pounds mm -hmm. and then being like well okay but how how long is it going to take me to record this because if we're yeah. going like if it's thousands and thousands of word it could be with yeah with her yeah. rate it would be a lot higher than that exactly and then just being like fine we'll give you four thousand pounds we'll give you twenty thousand and then she's still being like no i don't like that's not enough yeah I think it's well within your right to just to ask how much money you want to get, especially for this kind of situation. If you set your own hourly rate, if you're working freelance, like most voice actors are, mm -hmm. then you're going to have to set your own like hourly or wordly rate. Yeah. Um, the issue is there's no unions in video game voice acting. There's no one looking out for each other. And there's no kind of sharing of information between people. If you don't know how much Jennifer Hale's making, you don't know if you're making enough money 
doing what you're doing. You yeah, don't you know don't know how if you much could money. ask for more. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. There's no discourse about it in terms of in the industry because there's no unions in a lot of video gaming anyway, mm-hmm. especially with voice acting. Um, a lot of actors, they're all in a union. Um and a lot of non-union actors get screwed over. So as soon as you've got a big part, you can go into a union because they'll protect you from being screwed over. Um, so yeah, I do think that it just brings up the discourse of, hey, maybe the video games industry needs to catch up with the rest of the entertainment industry and start introducing unions and start like the discourse about how much is everyone's getting paid. So it only makes like things more fair and equal. Mm-hmm. What I didn't like was a lot of the game developers being like, well, voice actors don't even do that much work, so why should they get paid that much money? And it was very much like, well, I work harder. No, I work harder. This is this has I been hate. part of the discourse that I've not enjoyed. You see it a lot with the, especially all the strikes that are going on in the UK mm-hmm. at the moment where everyone everyone's saying, well, you know, the average wage of a train driver is such and such, yeah. and I don't earn that much, and I work night shifts. And it's like, that. that okay. I'm really sorry to hear cool. that. That's terrible. But we should all ask for right more money. Like we can, we can all do this. You yeah. know, it's just they're doing it to get. I just, I don't understand the the us versus them stuff. Is really it, mm. it just it doesn't, doesn't help, help anyone. It no, doesn't it help doesn't. You. It doesn't help the person who's asking for it more doesn't. money. It doesn't because when it's your turn, they will say, "Well, well mm, uh, you know, I do that was such three and such." I you just said this. yeah, it's 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 not. I don't think it's helpful to the discourse. You know, it's it's just you got to. You've just got to sort of support these people. And mm. I know that hearing, wow, $4,000 to voice a game, <laughs> that sounds pretty good, right? It does. It does sound pretty good. But voice acting work is is highly specialized. Yeah. And, you know, not everyone can do it. And the people who are bigger names, and uh, I'm not saying it's necessarily right, because you could, I mean, I think footballers are paid too much. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, big Hollywood actors are paid far too much. I think there's, you know, the... The, the you get into sort of a bigger conversation about pay across the board for everyone yeah. in all industries at, at that point. But certainly voice actors earn a lot less than, should we say, regular actors. Yeah. And some earn a lot less than others. And I find it absolutely shocking if what she said is true about $3,000 total for the first game. Uh, because I did some, like I did a day of shooting for a an indie game that is not yet out and this was a couple of years ago mm. and i didn't earn a great deal less than that so i find it sh- i find that's either not true mm. or that's shocking and she definitely should have been paid more uh because there is real money in this in this job doing that kind of stuff and it's it's astonishing to me that she didn't earn that much the problem is though that i don't know if we can trust anything she's saying because she keeps recounting things. She's saying, I'm not lying. But then in her first video statement, when this all blew up, it made she made it sound like she was paid $4,000 picked- total. Yeah. When actually that's not true. It was $4,000 across several, so like for each session. What I think it was, was she was initially offered the £15,000 and then asked for more money. And then when they said no, she was like, well, I'm not doing the game then. And then later on, they offered her a flat rate of $4,000 to record a like a not for bayonetta record like a bunch of lines for the game so that she could still be in it mm. and she that's i think what she she took that figure and put it on they've only offered me four thousand pounds but i think it was because they offered her four thousand pounds for like bit parts rather right. than it being like you know you voice the main character and we'll give you four thousand pounds i think that's what 
she kind of like misconstrued the information there. I think that's part and of the problem. To, yeah, that but is the, the, the question is, was it intentional mm. in order to drum up controversy? That that's that's the real because as this has gone on, there's just been more and more controversy, and it feels like mm. it's somewhat intentional. Yeah, I don't know what happened to or the the reasoning behind what why uh the voice actor of Morden from Mass Effect 2 was replaced for Mass Effect 3 mm. but I interviewed that guy uh and he was a prick he was an absolute asshole well, the one that was replaced yeah yeah the one that was replaced right, yeah. and I don't know for a fact whether or not he was replaced because he was difficult to work with but there's every chance that that could be I don't know Helena no. I don't know what she's like all I can go from is her conduct over the past week and a half and it's not left the best first impression no. so it could well be that there's an element of maybe they were trying to offer a like lowball her to try and get rid of her maybe i mean now she's certainly never going to work with them again mm. uh but yeah it's just been an absolute flip show yeah in terms of going back to callum's question though about what voice actors are paid i mean you've just got to pay them <laughs> it's hard to say really isn't it mm. that what they're what they're worth to an extent, just like everybody should be paid what they're worth. And if the going rate in the in the the games industry is, you know, four thousand dollars per session, then that might be enough. It depends. I suppose it all depends on the size of the voice actor, doesn't yeah, it? It's exactly. it's hard to justify because And the size of the role as well. The size of the role too, yeah. The amount of work involved. There's a lot of elements. I think it's difficult to put a single figure on it, but these people deserve to be paid appropriately for their talent and their and their contribution to the game but i do think the the mudslinging of you know i work harder than that yeah. or i do more work than that it's it doesn't it's just it's just not a helpful thing for the for the conversation uh you can feel that way and that's totally fine because people do put in a lot more hours in much more grueling jobs than voice actors do that's mm -hmm. that is beyond a shadow of a doubt and you know what you deserve to be paid more, but don't necessarily take up arms against others who are asking to be paid more for their time just because you aren't, because you should be. And I'm sure they would agree that you should be. And, you know, yeah. we all need to stand together, workers' rights and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. So the only people here that are the problem are the billionaires in charge. Yeah. You know what? Right? Eat the rich. Yeah. Not, I'm Randy Pitchford. Not, <laughs> Andy, I'm Andy Richford. <laughs> and I say eat the rich. Except me and my four hundred dollars shirts. Except me, my four hundred, my delicious four hundred dollars shirts. Yeah. Anyway, the the this has been an absolute flip show. It this has this whole thing, and I'm honestly kind of tired of hearing about it mm. because I saw the outpouring of love, and I did read the summary and see the you know the articles and think to begin with, oh, you know what? Actually, that that does seem that very really crappy. That's really low, and you do deserve more, and that sucks. And I'm not a fan of Bayonetta, but man, this isn't a good look for the game. And then almost immediately there were articles coming out with, oh, we've done our own research. And according to our sources, actually, she was offered a lot more than that. Mm. And, uh, you know, as you say, she is, she has every right to ask for more money, especially if she's been on since the first game and she wasn't paid much for it then. And it was a much smaller game. And now it's a much bigger game and it's a Switch exclusive as well. So there's more mm -hmm. money being thrown at it by Nintendo um, and not just Platinum. Um, and she brought up how much profit that they'd made in other games. And, and also, stuff. I've seen a lot of people question where she's got that figure from. Yeah. I don't know where that figure's come from. Uh, it was like 400 million in profit. It's like, okay. <laughs> but unless you ask for residuals, which maybe she did, maybe she didn't, mm. then you're not entitled to any of that anyway. It's a lot of money, but, you know, you're yeah. paid to do a job. You reckon the, the game developers 
getting residuals? Game not always. Game in de- West Country then. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> you reckon the game developers getting residuals? Probably not. Not a lot of them do. Some of them do at Gearbox. Though. Yes. Uh, we, we pay them in $400 shirts. We do. And they're all wealthy yes. in shirts. Incredib- uh, they're incredibly well-dressed. Yeah. So final words on this, Ashton. <clears throat> mm. Do you think Helena was... Ju- A, do you think Helena was justified in uh, in going off on, on social mm. media? I think she was, but she'd have gone about it differently. She okay. should have been upfront with it at the get-go. Um, but I do think that she was allowed to be miffed and like bring up the the, the conversation. I mm-hmm. think she was justified in that. Yeah. Same way I think anyone would be. The guy who played Claptrap a couple of years ago, I think he could have been justified in doing the same thing and bringing up the conversation again. But He was forced out as well. Yeah, he was. And now... Randy Pitchford, us. We did. We we got a different guy to voice Claptrap and he sounds different and it's strange. Yeah. Don't know why that is. And B, Mm -hmm. do you think voice actors should be more transparent with one another about pay scales and they should be entitled to ask for more money? Yes, I think so. Do you reckon when they get told off that they should shout about it on Twitter? Mm -hmm. Not told off, told no. I mean, it really depends Mm -hmm. how much they're marking you off. If they're just like offering you... Fifteen thousand pounds, and your average going rate is like twenty thousand pounds. Yeah, I would be maybe like, don't do that because everyone's no one's going to want to work with you again. But if they were offering you like two thousand pounds when your going rate for the same job is twenty thousand pounds, maybe just like be like, hey, they 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 took the they took the piss, they took the Michael, yeah. and uh, now they've got someone else who is doing it for cheaper. And the sentiment, there's also like a big anti, you know, uh, what am I trying to say? Basically, people are going to see this amount of money being thrown around online and a lot of people will have no sympathy for you because well, yeah. because that's, that's you know, it's a lot I of money to be paid. I hear £20,000 and I'm like, that is a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. If someone gave me for one job £20,000. Exactly. So the, the sympathy is going to be hard to garner mm. for sure. So just be aware that if you do complain online that figure is probably going to be released yeah, you have tactically to by yeah others mm. and that's not going to make you look very good uh so it's it's a it's oh man it's a difficult thing yeah it's just as you Topic said of money is one of those controversial things that everyone's like mm, we shouldn't talk about how much we earn or we mm. shouldn't discuss it but it's important to discuss how much money people are making because you don't know if you're being screwed over yeah. like if i was in this job and i was like making like fifteen thousand pounds a year and then i turned i talked to like someone else and they were making like forty thousand pounds a year mm-hmm. i'd be like um why am i only making fifteen thousand pounds a year that doesn't make any sense but the only way i'd know i was being underpaid is if i talked about it whereas it's this whole like culture especially in england of being like do not discuss how much money you're making you mustn't talk about that but you have to because otherwise you could get screwed over and then you have to turn to twitter and yeah, and shout about it. about it. Shout about it. And dis- in spite of our shirts, yeah. our $400 shirts, yeah. nobody here is making £4,000 <laughs> a year. Nobody. And I can tell you that for, for <laughs> sure. Um, but you're right, though. I think uh, some sort of unionization would be really helpful mm-hmm. because hopefully it would prevent weird stuff like uh, Reese from Tales from the Borderlands being recast and Troy Baker not even being spoken to about it. Yeah. And then us, Randy Pitchford, going on Twitter and saying, oh, unfortunately, you know, we couldn't come to terms with a deal. And then Troy Baker responding saying, you didn't even ask me. Yeah. What are you talking about? You liar. Nice shirt, though. <laughs> How much did that cost? I found your USB stick, Randy. Yeah. Or, and also, why are you lying, though? Yes. Um, 
It, yeah, it's 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 really shone quite an ugly uh, a light on sort of the ugly side of, of voice acting. Yeah. Uh, but you know, twenty twenty thousand dollars is nothing to God, sniff the at. Things but, I would uh, do with twenty thousand dollars. If she thought that she could earn more, you know what? Good for her. Yeah, if she charges more, fair but enough. it's just oh, she won't stop tweeting. No, she needs she needs to calm down now. Yeah, I don't She's know who would hire her at this point. Digging herself a hole and making yeah. it worse for herself. Yeah, exactly. that is the thing. Who's going to hire her? Yeah, she's 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 now a problem, a person. She you know, is. like she's problematic. You can't you can't touch her with a barge pole right now. Exactly. Yeah, you got to wait for her to call. She's radioactive. Mm. Uh, so. There we are. Let us know what you think of the whole debacle. And if you're going to be playing Bayonetta 3 this weekend, big release. <laughs> Very exciting. The way he said that was so, like, advertising-y. It's good. I wish we were sponsored by Bayonetta 3, but we're not. We're sponsored uh, by Randy Pitchford's shirts. We are, randypitchfordshirts.com. Uh, no, Ashton is now going to tell you the various places around the internet you can get involved with us, should you so desire. I am. I'm Randy Pitchford. You can find us on youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump for all of our video and live stream content on Twitch and on YouTube. We're modded by Lord Brotovich, Charling Badger and Mr. Black. And if you've got Amazon Prime, you can use your free Twitch sub over on our channel and give us a little boost without having to pay a single penny extra than we're already paying on Prime. Um... To follow us on Twitter or Facebook, it's twitter.com and facebook.com forward slash team triple jump. Video and live stream announcements and some legacy video content on Facebook. Um, also, we have a group where people post memes about us sometimes and the channel. On Facebook? Yeah. Yeah, the community. Go yeah. hop in there and say hi. They're lovely. Um, if you want to join our TikTok page or follow our TikTok page even, it's uh, tiktok.com forward slash at team triple jump and on patreon.com forward slash team triple jump for our wonderful tiers, extra content and early worst games ever in that, mm. if you fancied. Yes. Um, we have a website. It's triple triplej.mp. It spells jump. It's very clever. It's wouldn't so you clever. say, Randy? I think it's hysterical, Randy. So good. Yes. Um, if you want to chat with our wonderful community, go triplej.mp forward slash discord. On Discord, modded by jack joe tory and hollow eyes and if they're to do something bloody well do it all right do it idiot <laughs> sorry that was rude randy please i'm randy uh if you want to listen to the podcast in its audio forms if maybe you watched it and now you you, you got a headache because these shirts are so loud mm. why not go and listen to it over at triple forward slash podcast um if you want to ch- catch up with the live stream vods triple forward slash vods if you want to book a cameo from me randy pitchford that Randy Pitchford. I'm Randy Pitchford. Peter Randy Pitchford or James Jenkins Randy Pitchford. Yeah. You can go to triplej.mup forward slash Holidays are coming. I've had a couple of Christmas cameo requests really? already. So yeah, get get those in if you want them. Wow. Um, we'll, we'll record them for you. Yeah, if you book one this weekend, you might be dressed up. <laughs> I will, I'll do it as Randy Pitchford if you want. Yeah. I'll, Just specify. We'll also do that, yeah. Please put the Randy Pitchford shirt on. Um, and if you want to buy some merch, Christmas is coming up. There will be another merch announcement soon. Mm. Make sure you're following at Triple Jump Shop on Twitter. Um, you can go to triplejumpshop.com, check out the latest merch announcement and be the first to buy the new ones that are coming very soon. I was talking to Kieran about this yesterday, actually. I can't believe that we didn't call your pin badge either Badgeton Matthews or Ashton oh. Badgethews. Yeah, we should have done Why that. Why don't we do that? I don't know. I'll, I'll, send, I'll, send, uh, I'll send Rich a message, Next our time. merch guy. Ask him to rename it on the site. Yeah. Badgeton Matthews. Badgeton uh, Matthews. You can buy a Badgeton Matthews now at that website you and can. also the Is This Legs shirt. You can. Go get those. Uh, pick up my paper. I'm Randy Pitchford. Uh, you can follow inst- on Instagram, uh, Peter Austin 
and Ashton Matthews at that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton. That's the same for them on Twitter and myself. I'm just on Twitter at Confused underscore Dude. We do lists every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Thursday being the joint stream. Plays it. On YouTube. The other streams being solo streams on Twitch. I might be taking a brief hiatus from streaming. I haven't told you this yet. I'll, no, tell, you I'll, haven't sp- told me I'll speak to you in a bit. But there'll still be uh, there'll still be the other daily streams. So go and check those guys out on Twitch. Worst Games Ever is fortnightly Friday for patrons of a certain tier. Sunday for everyone else. The podcast's every Saturday and we do shows all the bloody time. Come check them out. Why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. Uh, so, merch. New merch is out. Spoken about that. Tat Appeal is ongoing. We've got a, a significant pile so far and yeah. it's very exciting. Do keep your tat coming. One arrived um, from Australia yesterday already. Oh, that must have been amazing. Ready just go. ready to go. Yeah. Uh, incredible. There's uh, the, all the information is on our social media and on YouTube as well, the address and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, the deadline is the 18th of November. 18th of November. So you've got a little bit of time. If you want to send us some tap, thank you very much. Out this week on the channel, because it is the Halloween week, it, we've ranked every Silent Hill video game from worst to best, written by Philip J. Reed, of course. And uh, it's a great video, and it's also perfectly timed yes. because of the Silent Hill transmission Thanks, last Silent week. Hill. That was really nice of you to put that SEO out there for this week's Very, video. very nice. So go check that video out. Um, additionally, the writing job has now closed. Thank you to all applicants. We've been in touch with everybody now, hopefully. Uh, and we, one of the conditions or the, the brief for the writing job was actually to write a, a couple of sample entries for a potential Silent Hill ranked video. So now you can measure up against, uh, the uh, real thing that's gone out how, on the see channel. See how you ranked it differently to how Philip ranked it. But we got flipping loads of applications, almost 90. So thank you very much to everybody who took the time to do that. It was, uh, really heartening to see so many people throw their hands to the ring And hard to pick as well. It, yeah, it was very hard to pick. There were a lot of really good ones. So thank Thank you sincerely for that. Uh, it's main menu time again, it isn't is. it? It is. It's back. People keep asking about it. We've had lots of questions recently about main menu when it's coming back. Well, hey, when are you going to do the main menu? When mm. are you going to do the cooking show again? Well, guess what? It's happening. It's happened, actually. It went out yesterday on the channel at time of release. So if you've not already watched it. Oh, no, it goes out tonight. Tonight. It goes out tonight on the channel. Tonight on the channel. Um, then you should definitely check it out because it's a good one. Yeah. New location. New new table new set. new set it's exciting it is exciting we've got two cameras it's really really good uh also make sure you go and watch it as well because uh yes. we you know we can only do these shows if you if you actually watch them yeah. uh, so you can ask for them all you want but if you're not watching them then how can we justify doing them you know, it's, <laughs> it takes time to do so please watch them tell your friends show them to yes. other people that kind of stuff mm-hmm. uh of the only other thing of note this week worst games ever Mm-hmm. it's the worst games ever week as well so much content bloody hell there is a lot of content out right now for patrons of a certain tier Sunday for everybody else uh, that's a spooky one there go check it and finally I said that was the last thing of no but it's not no. uh, there's a quipscope out on the channel and also on the podcast feed about new tales from the borderlands so you can go watch that and listen to that mm. and hear about my thoughts mm-hmm. uh, they're not positive <laughs> thank you so much for listening everybody we've just got one final sponsor to talk about what is it randy i'll tell you randy we are sponsored by the randy pitchford range available now at randypitchford.com it's the full range of amazing loud shirts uh bear attacks i don't think so these bears are gonna run away they're running away too bright too light up any room you walk into with these bad boys they don't light up but you will light up the room when you walk in in these the weekend wrote a song about these shirts blinded Mm. by the the light they did yeah what's that song called pass 
I don't know songs. I'm Randy Pitchford. My co- shirt costs four hundred. Is it not just called Blinded? It might just be Blinded by the Light. I don't know. Oh, is it? I I can't feel my. Is that the one? Where I can't feel my face. No, it's a different one. You? Different one. Oh, then I don't know. We're not going until we until we work out what it is. What song is that? I'm gonna look it up while you. I'm blinded by the light. Yeah, that one. It's the it's the fa- it's the good weekend song. He wrote it about Randy Pitchford. I'm Randy Pitchford. No, it's called Blinding Lights. Blinding Lights. Okay, that's about Randy Pitchford's shirt. So we can go now. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 